Welcome to Real Estate Business Explained. On this show, we share insights to what it really looks like to build a real estate business from the inside, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm Sean, and as a coach and trainer, over the past 15 years, I've seen it all, and I wanna share what I've learned with you. So whether you're just getting started or you've already got a lot going on and you're just looking for something new, I'm confident there's gonna be something here for you. Let's get into it. Hey, I'm Sean, and welcome to the podcast. So if you've been following along We actually spent our last session digging in on why real estate agents covet appointments. We talked a lot about why they're so impactful in a real estate business, how they fit into everything else we do. We we spent a lot of our time talking about what an appointment actually was and how if you were to measure it and measure it correctly, it could be something that would be a real driver of growth for your, your personal business and or your team. And... Hopefully, at this point, we're all in agreement that having an abundance of appointments is something that is absolutely essential to growing a well-built business. And by that same token, if having an abundance is something that's important, we could also logically agree that essentially that would mean that all of us are operating at a deficit. Think about it. If what all of us want and need to do is create an abundance of something, well, that means that where we are now is less than what we'd ideally have. So all of us are constantly living in a deficit. We always need more appointments. And and that's, I think, fair to say because any growing business should be always striving to do more, have more, and be better than it previously was. So one of the things that we find is that in growing a real estate business, and I think this will really translate with you as well, in growing a real estate business, you start out having the majority of the appointments that you create come from your own activities. So you go out and do stuff that generates leads and you nurture those leads until they become opportunities and that's what creates the appointments for your business. So the beginning of any real estate career is gonna be just usually a lot of trial and error, a lot of personal effort. And through that, you're gonna kind of figure out what you do and what works for you. What happens over time is your business will get to a point where you can't put more effort in than you already are comfortably in order to grow your business. And you need to pivot. You need to pivot to where the opportunities in your world, those leads, the, the, the time spent nurturing them, and ultimately the appointment growth is coming from something other than yourself. And usually where we see this show up is in one of two fronts. Either teams will grow towards better marketing themselves, so they'll have a a ton of stuff that they're putting out there that generates client interest and mind share in their target market, and that brings appointments to them. Or they pivot towards teaching and coaching others how to grow appointments for themselves and they provide the tools and the structure that they need in order to have those agents that come into their their ecosystem be successful. I like to think that the best businesses do a combination of the two. They work away at creating marketing and brand recognition and mind share in their target market and that serves as a backbone for the agents to go out and create appointments of their own. 
And then usually what happens is through the marketing, a number of really high quality leads are generating, generated as well and the, the agents can convert those. But none, nonetheless, one thing that we find is that if you can do this, if you can create this kind of environment, this ecosystem, this culture within your team where all of the people are contributing and they're all working hard and they all see the value in appointments, well, it, it creates this kind of self-fueling machine that's really beautiful to step back and look at because if you think about it, you can take a small team and every time that you add more people to that group, what happens is they create more opportunity for themselves than they could on their own. So there's huge value to the people coming in, but they also increase the momentum of the entire group. They hopefully contribute back to the culture and, and they, they thrive through being in that ecosystem, which further legitimizes the whole practice of the thing. And, and what's cool is that when they get into that momentum themselves, well, there's more gross revenue for the business, which you know, further creates marketing budget and further creates training budget and, and it creates more profitability for the ownership as well. So it, it creates this thing, if you can do it right, that the more it grows, the more it wants to grow and the better it gets for everyone involved. So it's this beautiful opportunity. But the challenge is, is that new agents are really challenging to get into momentum. We've heard these stats before, and I'm sure you've heard them. The average real estate market sees about 80% of its new licensees fail to renew after two years. This is something that's been spouted across every nation where there's organized real estate. So we know that there's a huge dropout rate. The average marketplace will see a steady five, four out of five agents not continue in their new career after just two years of holding a license. That's devastating. And I think a big part of it is that it takes so long for them to actually start generating appointments. So if it is that hard, and if it does take that long for a new agent to start generating appointments, well, why is that? And what could we do that might change or better the people who are struggling so hard? What is it that's causing them to find it so difficult to book appointments? And I think, it's actually something that most people overlook when they're trying to find a solution to all this. So my perspective is that the majority of this challenge doesn't come from skills or pipeline, which is usually what two people say. They say, or what most people say, they'll say, you know what, if an agent is struggling to book appointments as a newbie, it's because they're new and they don't have a huge pipeline of business. And for that reason, they need to put people into their pipeline and wait for them to mature before they have people who are ready to book appointments with them. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's totally reasonable. That makes sense. But then you see someone who's really good go out and book appointments the first time they meet someone. And you're like, huh, okay, well, how does that work? If someone who's really good can just go out and knock on doors and create an appointment, well then it must mean that it's a skill set thing. It has less to do with the pipeline, it has more to do with a lack of skill. And you hear that and you think, hmm, well that's pretty reasonable. If someone can walk out their door, then you know the skill set piece must be the piece that's holding new agents back. And I say, yeah, that's also pretty fair. But here's the thing, 
that agent who has the higher skill level might have some great scripts. They might have some great questions and I am a massive advocate of knowing the right questions to ask and, and having great management techniques in your dialogues for when people ask you harder questions. I, I'm, I, I'm in, I totally believe in all that stuff. And the thing that I believe makes the biggest difference in a new agent, whether they're on your team or they're a new member in your brokerage, or if you're that agent and you're listening to this and you're thinking, why do I struggle to book appointments? I think that the missing piece is in your mindset. And so what I want to share is what I've seen make the biggest difference for new agents who struggle to book appointments in changing their mindset. And I'm going to take you through three fundamental shifts that I want you to make either for yourself as an agent or in a team that you run or in your brokerage that I know will move the dial when it comes to helping people get traction quickly. The first shift I call the value shift. It's where you shift your mindset to really believing that there's value in an appointment with you and knowing that it's something that you have to offer people and, and feeling great about putting that out there and, and giving it to the world. The second one is the confidence shift. It's in shifting your mindset that when you get that appointment, you have the tools that you need. You have the backing that you need. You have the, 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 the value we just spoke about that you're going to bring to that appointment and you don't need to worry about the fact that you might not be as prepared as you could be because guess what? You're a professional and even if you are in the twilight of your career, you're still miles ahead of the consumer. So go give them the best value that you can. I guarantee they're going to be grateful for it. And then the third piece is the offering shift. It's in the way that you offer and look at offering so that you're doing it more consistently and you're doing it concisely so that the consumer knows what it is that you're actually telling them you want to bring to the table. And what I want to do today is I want to share with you how you can actually restructure the way that you look at this such that it shows up in your business and starts making tangible results. So let's go back to the first one, the value shift. Well, Agents getting into real estate are taught, hopefully, that appointments are important, that they are of high value to us in our business and that we should go out and get them. We should work to secure them. We should try to, to convince people to book appointments with us. And we have scripts and we have dialogues and we track it and we talk about KPIs, you know, what key, key performance indicators showing how many we should book to get how many we need to reach our goals. So there's this huge amount of, of pressure and value that's put on an appointment. And, and here's the thing, through doing that, it makes us covet them, which is natural. It kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, of course we would covet an appointment because it's something that we want to have showing up in our business. But here's the thing, because we covet it, we feel like it's something that we're taking from our prospect. We look at it and we say, you know, I really need two appointments this week. And what happens is it devalues what we bring to that appointment. If we need two appointments a week and we have to ask for people to give us appointments, what happens is it puts us at a lower position in the, the chain of value than the prospect, which is entirely backwards. It's, it's unnatural that we would be the one who's asking 
for an appointment because we're the professional who's bringing the value to that meeting. Think about it. We're the one who's going to be preparing the research. We're the one who's going to be answering the questions. We are the value in that meeting. So we need to shift our mindset away from us feeling like they're doing us a favor by agreeing to an appointment with us. And we need to shift our mindset to say, this isn't me asking for an appointment because it's something that I need. This is me offering an appointment because it's something that I can do for my prospect that brings them value. Okay. So that's the first piece. We need to stop asking and we need to start offering. And I think an important part of the shift in this mindset is we need to realize that when we're talking to someone and they're in a conversation with us about doing real estate business, we might be on the phone for five minutes or 10 minutes or maybe 20 or 30 minutes. But regardless of whether it's a shorter amount of time or a longer amount of time that we spend qualifying a prospect and learning about them, they're still investing a good chunk of their time sharing their plans with us. And they're doing that because they see value in us right there. They wouldn't be spending that time with you sharing all their personal information and their aspirations and their goals unless they thought that you might be able to help them. So right there, we know that they put at least some value in in what we could bring to the table. And here's the thing. If we were to spend five minutes describing a problem with our car to our mechanic, the only natural thing to happen next would be that they would invite us to have an appointment where they would dig deeper on our car's problem. If, if we were to call a, a, a tax consultant and share with them the situation surrounding our taxes and, and ask them for a little bit of advice, the only natural thing from there would be for us to book an appointment to spend more time. Maybe we'd send them some diligence first, like some paperwork. Same thing with a dentist. Same thing with an attorney. Any time that you spend uh, even just a few minutes with someone describing a need or a problem that you have, the next natural step is that you get back together with them and you go deeper. It's no different from us. It's just that we covet these appointments so much that we feel as though our value is subsidiary to theirs. And that's just not the case. We need to reclaim our mindset and realize that we bring huge value. And the next natural thing, anytime we're in a conversation with a client, is to get back together and go deeper on it. Now, I do want to just pause and say, this is with someone who has imminent potential. If you're talking to someone who's four years or six years from doing a trade, well, don't go sit at their table needlessly. There's lots that you can do to maintain that relationship and nurture it to the point that they're ready. So when I say that the next natural thing is, I just want to share that, you know, use your common sense. And if you're going to shift your mindset, have a window that you work with. I think that personally for me, it's usually between 90 days and 180 days, a quarter to half a year. If someone's anywhere in that window, the next natural thing for me is let's get together. Let's sit down, let's look at this, let's go deeper, let's hash out timelines and numbers, and then from there we'll, we'll figure out what the next steps are. Signing a contract is usually gonna be the next step. So with that said, the most important thing is that we need to shift to making our mindset that we are the ones bringing the value in the appointment. We're not asking for it, we're offering it. And it's only natural that this is the next thing that we do. 
the second thing that we need to do is build our confidence. Because even with the mindset that we bring a lot of value and that it makes sense for someone naturally to move towards meeting with us, we see a lot of people who struggle to offer the appointment because they don't feel confident in their skills. A new agent who has only been in the business for a couple months doesn't have hundreds of, of presentations under their belt. They don't have that level of experience. And so they look at the appointment and they often feel that it might be smart for them to add some baby steps. They might say, you know, before I price your home, what I'd love to do is I'd love to just send you some information. Or I'd love if I could pop by and introduce myself. Or, you know, maybe what I'll do first is I'll send you some listings and you can give me some feedback on those listings and then we'll get together to talk about me representing you. They're giving themselves smaller wins because they're scared if they just come out and ask for the appointment, they're not gonna get it. The problem is that while they're, they're softening the amount of responsibility that they have, they're also diluting the value that the prospect feels in the relationship. People don't wanna be tiptoed around. People want a professional who's gonna grab the reins. That's why they hire a real estate professional. So if you're softening your responsibility right from the outset in, in providing them service, they're not gonna feel that you're bringing as much value as someone else who doesn't avoid that, as someone else who doesn't sidestep it or put tiny little steps in between. They're gonna, they're gonna feel a lot more confident in someone who says, the next thing for us to do is to sit down and go through timeframes and, and goals. And I'll be able to give you a really accurate number on your home's price once I've had a chance to look at it. I'm in the neighborhood tomorrow at four or would 6 p.m. be better for me to pop by? That kind of authority is gonna make them feel confident in working with you. So you need to come with confidence that you bring value and just shoot for it. Here's the deal, man. You miss 100% of the, of the shots you don't take. So even if, you don't feel like you're totally prepared, you're still better off taking a shot at it because it's gonna force you to get prepared really quickly. And if you don't go for it, you're definitely gonna miss it. So in building the confidence of your team, there's really three main things that you can do to help boost them up. The first one's obvious. The first one is skill set. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, a brand new agent walking out the door as I'm arriving to do my listing presentation doesn't stand a chance if they haven't done something to build up their skills. So training on scripts and dialogues, training on how to, how to care for a presentation, how to address concerns and qualify objections, how to actually learn objectively what is the most important thing to the prospect and how to ask powerful questions so that you draw them in closer to you. There's no substitute for practicing this in advance. And there's no magic pill that can shorten the process. If you want your team, your agents, or yourself to be the best, sorry, but you just gotta have the experience of having done it before. And there's two ways that you can do that. You can practice on live patience by going and winging it in front of your listing appointments every single time that you have an opportunity, which sounds about as crazy as it is, because if you think about it, the average commission ranges probably anywhere from five to $50,000, depending on the market you're in. And that's a heck of a lot of money to, to experiment on. Um, or option number two is you can practice with your peers. So this is such a safe 
and, and comfortable way to do it. But you've got to invest the time up front. You can't cram this. You've got to do it consistently over time to get your skill set up. So running a team, either finding a, a place that you can put them where they're building those skills or creating a space within your team where your teams collaborate and they, they've got peer accountability to actually rehearsing this stuff is just something that there's no easy substitute for. And the speed at which you can move people to raise their skill level is amazing if they're actually putting in the effort. The second thing is to give them confidence through your value proposition. So as the owner of a team, as an owner of a brokerage, if your agents are selling a value proposition, well, give them a strong value proposition to sell. Think about it. If you send your agents in and all that they have to lean on is their personal sales skills, they're not gonna be able to convert at the highest level until their personal sales skills are the highest level themselves. But what if you gave them the most outstanding service package, the most beautiful marketing, a great pre-listing experience for the people that they were going to meet so that they were getting great materials and, and your agents walked in already having been sold? What if you gave them all the support from your operations team so that they didn't need to worry about the background crap that goes on with a listing. They can just make outstanding promises and know that they're going to be delivered on. Well, if you did all this, I like to think that it really lowers the amount of personal skill that's gonna be involved in the ultimate decision. I'm not saying this is a replacement for agent skill. I'm saying it's something that can boost up their skill so that the level they need to be at isn't as high as if they were relying on that alone, okay? And then the third thing is an intangible one that a lot of teams miss. The third way that you boost confidence is through coaching and, and frankly, affirmation. Now, I'll, I'll just put a little pin here and say, me personally, I've had amazing experiences throughout my life with positive affirmation and visualization and stuff like that. It's not for everyone. It's something that a lot of people kind of cringe at or they might think it's a little too hippy-dippy for them. I think you should try it, but if you don't want to, you don't necessarily have to do positive affirmations or visualizations with your team. I'm just going to say as well, if you don't know what those are, it's essentially the practice of spending a little bit of time every day just being present with your goals but doing it from an affirmative position. So you're not saying, I wanna make $250,000 this year. You're saying, I am on pace. I am working in, in lockstep with reaching my goals. I can see myself reaching my goals. And you're practicing that as a way to continually ground yourself in that confidence that you're on the right path. Now, this kind of thing can be huge on teams. And the delivery of it doesn't need to be that you all close your eyes and visualize your goals in, in, as a group every day. It can be something that you seed into your team meetings. Little things like sharing client success stories, uh, reminding your team of the value that they bring when compared with the competition, having um, an opportunity for people on the team to you know, share experience or share anecdotes or talk about how they won a presentation or how their client got the most money. These little things over time really seed confidence into your team because they see that they're making a difference. If you do a better job than your competition, help your team see it. 
Because a lot of the time, if they're a new agent, they just don't know. Help them feel it. Help them, help them engage in that level of like, holy crap, we are really moving the dial for the people that we serve. You know, in real estate, we need to respect the gravity of the service that we bring to people. The average person has the majority of their wealth tied up in their home. Most people don't have a lot of money. And if they own their home and they've worked hard to pay it down, we need to respect the fact that the majority of their net worth is in the home. It's not in some other vehicle. So think about it. When they move, essentially what they're doing is they're trusting someone to take their net worth, which is currently tied up in a thing, transform it into money, and then transform it into another thing. The risk associated with every step in there is huge. So they've got to trust that you're going to do it at the highest level and showing your team that you do that and reminding them and showing examples and anecdotes as a part of your ongoing rhythm with your team is a great way to just make them feel great about putting that in front of people, even if their skill set isn't here yet. The third mindset shift when it comes to getting more appointments is the offering shift. The offering shift comes down to you stopping asking for appointments and starting to offer. So we talked about this a little bit in the first mindset shift. We said stop asking and start offering. Suggest that the next natural thing to do is to have an appointment. I'm not asking you if you'd be open to me coming by for a look. I'm saying, hey, you know, we really should get together. And framing the way that you, you use the dialogues where you confirm these appointments to be more from a suggestive or a, um, an assumptive close is one of the most powerful things that you can do. It's, it's funny to watch because sometimes agents without meaning to can be really passive aggressive in the way that they offer an appointment. If you're ready, you, you know who to call. Um, when it comes time to talk about selling your house, I'd love it if you would reach out to me. Um, by the way, I'm never too busy for your referrals. That's a famous line. And here's the thing. You're putting the onus on your client to ask for an appointment. Why would you not just offer them? You realize that a huge portion of the population isn't going to feel comfortable reaching out and asking for something. A huge portion. You just wiped out every high S and every high C for people who know the disc. Why would you do that? Don't be passive aggressive. Be direct, be confident, and when you offer an appointment, offer it in a way that they know exactly what you're saying. Tell them. Don't tell them to tell you that's creating a long path for some people and they're not gonna to wanna to follow through on it. So instead of when you're ready, you know who to call, well, maybe you should just say, listen, I think it might make sense for us to have a quick conversation and figure out if taking steps right away is a good idea. I could come by tomorrow night, would that be okay with you? Be direct. You could even just be simply as direct as, I'd love to come by and take a look. Could I come see you tomorrow night? Your clients will be grateful for it. And 
If you were to be more direct and more consistent and you were to deliver it with confidence and you were to have the mindset that the appointments that you brought had a tremendous amount of value, I like to think that you'd be more comfortable offering them. But I want to take it one layer further. I personally believe that if you offer more appointments, you'll get more appointments. And that might sound stupidly basic from the surface, but peel it back for a second and look at it from this angle. What if you just made it a goal that you would offer a certain number of appointments every day? Imagine two agents working the same list. These two agents have been doing it the same amount of time, they have the same value proposition, they have the same skill level. Agent number one has a practice that every day they offer a minimum of five people the opportunity to meet and agent number two offers only one. Which one do you think is going to secure more appointments? Sure, maybe not all of the appointments are gonna have the same level of motivation, but I like to think that that agent that offered five appointments instead of one is gonna do more business. And I challenge you, if you're gonna go through a, a shift in the way that you structure the mindset of your value, the, the confidence that your agents are presenting to the market, and most importantly, the way that you're offering it, well, if you're gonna go through that shift, why not set a challenge or a goal for you within your team or, or for everyone in your brokerage, or if, if you're a solo agent, set it for yourself or, or set it with an accountability partner where both of you are doing that. Why not have a daily number of times that you offer people appointments? I refuse to believe that you won't shake more true opportunity out of your database and your day-to-day -day life if you offer more people the opportunity to learn about what you can do to help them. Listen, the beauty here is that this doesn't need to be something that completely changes the way you do business. This is designed to be something that you layer into your existing team meetings, to the way that you structure your scripts and dialogues, to little pep talks that you give people, or just at the very least, to give you as a leader something that you can put in your toolkit to watch for when your agents aren't getting what they need out of their activities. If your agents aren't getting what they deserve, watch for it because I bet you, you're gonna catch on that little things in their mindset, the way that they, they show up or just their confidence in offering are holding them back. And that's something that you can solve without doing a complete revamp. It's, it's one of the tiny little, you know, drop in the bucket changes where a little bit here and a little bit there over time can con completely shift the way that your agents show up. And for that, I hope this was worth the time that you invested and I'm grateful for the time that you gave me. I appreciate you and I'm looking forward to sharing more in next week's episode. Thanks for listening as always and we'll see you next time.